podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast with our host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast. I'm excited that you've decided to take five minutes and, and join us today. But before we jump into it, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you like these free resources, if you like the podcast coming to you on a regular basis like this, that's one way that you can help us out, out over at teachhoops.com. It's what keeps the lights on and keeps these podcasts coming five days a week. So go over and check it out. It I, think think so yes. I think so too. Yes. Uh, Shano is in it. And then uh, Green Bay East and Green Bay West. And where do the other two Green Bays go then? Uh, go I don't. To- they're with the other Green Bay schools, but yeah, they have Green Bay West and East come down by us. And are they so. smaller? Is that why? Uh, Green Bay East is D1. Uh, Green Bay West is D2. Because then Preble and then that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when I, I mean, when I was coaching, it was, um, Menasha was in the Valley because, you know, I went to Lawrence, so I knew. Okay, yep. I think that's that's just as tough a conference. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is pretty tough. Yeah. But, uh, I think that answers, oh, what I was going to say is because even like uh, right now they have um, at the JV, they only had one JV team this year. And no freshmen? Uh, they, yeah, no freshmen. Or they ended up combining them. Um, partially it was due to uh, grades. Okay. So they kicked some guys off, but they didn't. They really didn't have numbers. They only had ten on their JV team. Okay. So I, I think, I, and then I, I would say you got to treat this almost like you're a football coach. Is okay. you need numbers initially. Yep. <laughs> and then you can worry about you know self. You can worry about self cutting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You got to basically convince kids to come out. It's like kind of like our wrestling team. It's hard to get kids to come out wrestling for a school. You just got to. Yep. You got to get numbers. You just got to get numbers. You got to get kids out. Um, they have a. They have a big football program and they're really good at football. They're so. very good. So that's something I would ask. I would ask. I would ask in, in the interview process too. What's the working relationship between football and basketball? You know, I've been lucky with mine, but you, you got if you don't have a good working. I mean, that that can be like water and oil if that's not. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, we got to be on the all the same page. I don't want. You know, is the football coach telling them not to go out for basketball? Well, then you might as well not apply, kind of thing. Yeah, and maybe you got to do some digging on that. But that you, there's. Yeah, I and I per I'm, in in a school of a thousand, I think you can have a lot of three sport athletes. I think this is my personal opinion. Our school, we end up with more two sport athletes because it's really hard. It's really hard three. to play three at a big big school um, and be competitive. Yeah, so you got to be good at all. Yeah, gotcha. Oh, that's good. Um, like uh, another big topic I know that's going to be with them is uh, parents. Um, obviously, like just curious how you go over your preseason meeting with them. With so. The um, I think most issues in the world can be solved by communication. So I think you, especially as a new coach, you got to over communicate rather than under communicate. Mm-hmm. I would convey that, that I, you know, they're not my enemy. They're my ally. I just, most, most problems from someone that's taught 30 years. And I can tell you this from having, I don't even know how many kids come through my class is most problems come about because of lack of communication somewhere in the triangle, player, parent, or teacher or coach, whichever way you want to look at it. And when those three aren't communicating, and usually the, the, usually the kid to the coach and the kid to the parent is poor communication because they're teenagers. So that's where you got to kind of gap that and make the bottom part of that triangle. It's the math teacher in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I over-communicate. Um, I find great parent reps. 
um, that take care of most of it. Uh, you know, they're, I'm not, I'm communicating very little with my parents, but okay. I'm communicating to my assistant and I'm communicating to our parent rep. And we have basically a triangle, then she sends it out. I don't need to be contacting all of them, but I want them to know what's going on. Uh, you know, you know, here's what's happening. We're collecting money, all that kind of stuff. Going back to your initial question with the preseason meeting, I don't do those anymore. I used to. Okay. Again, <laughs> and I would I would recommend everybody that's starting to definitely do a preseason meeting. I just I'm just not gonna because I'm too old and sure. if they fire me, I'll just go fishing, you know. <laughs> I don't care anymore. So uh that's why I don't do it. And everyone kind of knows how my ship runs, so that's okay. What I think you need to do, especially in that preseason meeting, is you need to talk about your you gotta talk about your expectations for the entire program. You have to talk about how you're gonna communicate with them. You're gonna talk about um vacation policies what's going to happen when johnny decides he wants to go a big deal in for basketball but let's say he wants to go see grandma over winter break and miss practice for a week how are you going to handle that how are you going to handle unexcused absences how are you going to handle kids that aren't passing you know all that kind of stuff i again don't do it anymore i had a list of 12 things that everybody signed and handed it out collected it I, again, don't do it because everybody kind of knows my rules. You know, if you miss practice, I don't care what the reason is. You, you don't start or you don't play right away. All that kind of stuff. I just, I communicate that to them. They might not agree with it, but they've, they've heard it. Um, and I explained the reason behind it. I said, I'm not punishing your son by not starting him because he was sick with the flu. I'm rewarding the kid that's there. Your son's still going to play. I'm not telling him he's not going to play. He's not going to start because he mm -hmm. wasn't here. He missed the lesson basically is the way I do it. So... Yes. I, I mean, I would talk, and this is something I had, I had an assistant principal on my staff when I started. He was actually the one I took the, the job from. And he, we would always talk about, okay, here's my thoughts on, you know, um, my rules for the year. I tried to simplify them down to 10 or 12, you know, being taught, all that kind of stuff. And then we would, you know, we would tweak it as things kind of go along. Great thing yep. to run by your athletic director. Um, but I think it's really important for the kids and the parent to be at that preseason meeting. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network.